Hello and welcome along to the Still Parents podcast. We are live once again down from Mill Street Studios in Leamington Spa. My name is Dan, I'm the host of the podcast. Uh, we are joined as ever from the Lily May Foundation and uh, the reason why we, we started doing this just over a year ago. Ryan Jackson, evening Ryan. Hey, good evening Dan. How are you? Good to be back in here. It's even brilliant, it's even more better today because we've just done Leicester 2 on. How long did that take? Wow, I had to get it in there. How long did that take? <laughs> so Ryan, Ryan is a Leicester uh, is a No, Villa I'm a fan. Villa fan. Yeah, get that right then, because you're yeah. the Leicester fan in the room. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a Leicester fan. And, uh, yeah, I'm great anyway. Yeah, Thanks, you are. Yeah, I'm in a great mood. Um, about an hour ago, my team just uh, finished getting well beaten by his team. And I got a hug from Ryan for the first time when he met me tonight at the door of the studios. That's it. A big you grip. weren't embracing it, though, were you? No, there was a bit of resistance there. <laughs> but um, no, but actually, you deserve to win. Um, just before, we, um, the, the very first thing that got said, actually, thankfully the microphones weren't live at the time, <laughs> as, as we went live on Facebook, was uh, from our guest this evening, Jeff, who was just inquiring about what happens if you need to uh, cough or... You didn't say spit, did you? Did I, make... <laughs> I said sneeze. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to go outside? Yeah, I mean, just yeah, just general no spitting rule on this podcast, and right. I'll try to remember. That. Oh, right, good. And uh, we are we are, we're joined once again by by Nathan Ellis, who was our guest on the uh, the very first episode of this series. I'm back with us tonight. How, how are you, Nate? You yeah, okay? really good. Thanks, Dan. Nice to nice to be here as well. It makes a, a change to being behind the laptop screen, and, and I think. Uh, you boys were teasing me the other week that I sounded like I was in a well or something like that. So uh, it's, it's nice to be heard in better quality this time. Yeah, um, we are we are using Mill Street Studios in Leamington Spa. So thank you very much. So for anybody who is watching, of course, live uh, live on Facebook, we love it if you um, have anything that you'd, you'd like the guys to, to, to talk about, to answer, if there's any thoughts you want to offer, anything at all, even if you'd like to get in touch to come on maybe at a future date. So here we are. This is actually the last episode of, of the series. Let's introduce Jeff, who's um, our, our guest on the, on the show this evening. Jeff, well, welcome along. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I had a good result yesterday, a 94th minute winner by Origi. Oh, okay. Kept, kept us in the going, so yeah. Yeah, Wolves against Liverpool. We may as well just get the full house now. How did your team get on there? Uh, we won 2-0, well, oh, um, uh, like? so yeah, it's uh, been a good weekend, lads. Yeah, it? yeah, it's been really good, yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? Well, I'm bold and my team lost, so, <laughs> so, so on that note, uh, let, let's move on. Would you like to do the honours of introducing Jeff in a bit more detail, considering the family ties here, Ryan, please? Uh, so our guest this evening is Jeff Heaps, who is grandfather to Lily, but also is the chair to the trustees of the Lily May Foundation. Um, and the reason we've got him on this evening is because we want to talk and we want people to listen about uh, baby loss from a grandparent's perspective, mm. obviously specifically a grand dad's perspective as as the still parents podcast is is designed for men and what have you and i think um it would be really interesting to to speak and to understand jeff's point of view when it comes down to baby loss and effectively a double whammy if you like because it's the the loss of a grandchild but also the effect that it has on his own child as well obviously being amy um i'm obviously not going to say any more so that's why we've got jeff here this evening Yes, yeah, so it is a, a follow-up to last week's uh, last week's episode when we had Amy. Who was our, uh, obviously we went a little bit against what the what we set up the podcast with to get it from the male perspective, but we thought we wanted to delve more into the particular journey of the family and and how the charity came to be. 
uh, and just so that people who who have just discovered the Lily May Foundation and are reaching out, they can um, find out, you know, a little bit more. And mm-hmm. we realised that one perspective that we've not we've not actually talked about yet was that coming from the from the angle of the grandparents. One thing that we talked about before we went on tonight was the difference in in stereotypes that have happened since. Mm-hmm when you were a child as well to now uh, and how the, the reactions of, of, of parents and families may have evolved also over, over the time. So do you just want to take us through how the process went with you and, and how it affected, you know, obviously your relationship with me and Ryan and, and take it from there? Yeah, sure. So we could start off with losing Lily May. And I think having talked to grandparents, because we have a, a dads and granddads group and we have met on a number of occasions, we've done activities and there have been grandparents there. And I think what granddads have been saying, it's, it's a double whammy, it's a double hit. Mm. All parents want to protect their children, want to protect their children from harm, don't want anything nasty to happen to their children, and you'll go out of your way to prevent that. So when um, Lily died, it was, I was a failure. I had failed Amy. I, uh, I was guilty. I did not protect her from this terrible, awful thing that hit us as a family. And then at the same time, whilst you're feeling guilty, you're feeling a failure because you've not protected your own child from this horrible, devastating thing that happened, I'd also lost a grandchild. And Lily was my third grandchild. So I was well into grandchildren. I knew what grandchildren meant. Um, And we were saying earlier, you know, I think most grandparents would die for their children, but you'd die twice or more times for your grandchild because it's a different sort of relationship. So I think talking to lots of granddads, they very much felt as I did, that, you know, you're an abject failure. You could not prevent this from happening. People of my generation, I think, especially, especially men, uh, were designed not to show emotion. And I was talking earlier about, you know, the death of my father when I was 10, mm. and I was, the, uh, I was the eldest of four, and I was told by my grandparents and my family, you're the man of the family now, so you've got to stand up. And I think... That really has had an impact on me and mm. has an impact on, on lots of people of my age because, you know, men don't show emotion. Yeah. You're there. You're there to do the practical things. I'm not a hugger. I can't hug. I'm embarrassed to hug. I don't kiss. It embarrasses me. And I think that's probably another generational thing. So when all this happened, how did I help? I did all the practical things. Right. I, helped, I helped with the funeral. I helped plan it. Uh, I helped run around. I helped do meals. I helped just be in there looking after Alfie, who was two and a bit, nearly three at the time when it happened. So I just threw myself into doing the practical things. And I really resent that now that I couldn't hug. I couldn't hug Amy or Ryan because I don't do it. I was that an emotion you were battling with at the time? Were you because you were wary of this, or was it like even though it's, it's with, with with family members and it's just I understand how you know that feeling of just doing something that feels so unnatural, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So was that something you was you were wrestling with, or you, you just you probably came probably came later. Right, okay. It did get me when we were at Lily's funeral and there was a final goodbye. She was going, you know, the curtains were going to draw. And I think that was about the first time I've ever hugged Amy since she was a baby um, in terms of Amy was upset and, and went towards went towards a little coffin before before it disappeared into the crematorium. And I think I hugged her and said, it's OK, she's not there, she's gone. Yeah, and I regret it. I yeah. really do. I'm speaking to lots of granddads, I very much felt that they, they felt yeah. the same. It, 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 it's really hard. I think it might maybe goes back to what you were saying a couple of minutes ago. It might have been, obviously, with, with 
generalizing to a degree, but there is those stereotypes you were mentioning mm-hmm. from before and the fact that you, you lost your father when you were 10 and it may have even have been just a, you know, sometimes you hear these things as like a flippant comment, mm-hmm. but I, I, I sense it was meant in a serious way. It's like you're yeah. the man of the house now. Was that yeah. something that you felt as a 10-year-old that you oh, can... Yeah. Obviously, it's harder to comprehend at that age because it's something you need with hindsight to look back on it and, and see what effect that had on you and how that then had an effect with how it reacted with you and Ryan and with Amy after after the loss of Lily May. Yeah, I mean, as a 10-year-old, we, you know, we didn't know my dad had died. I didn't know my dad had died until I was 11 because we weren't allowed to the funeral. Nobody talked about it. I was told that he was gone away. So I can remember lying in bed every night yeah. with my siblings saying, don't worry, I'll wait up. And if he comes in, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll tell you. So it was only when I started secondary school, somebody came up to me and said, your dad's dead. And then I went back and asked, what does this thing called death mean? But at that age, we weren't allowed. I didn't attend the funeral. Nobody talked about it. We knew something had happened, but all we mm. were told was he's gone away. Wow. I think around that age too. My oldest daughter, she, um, at that age now, and I think it's around, what, eight, nine, ten, where she's now very interested in finding out mm-hmm. about death and what happens and why, and, it's, and why it's unfair, why can't everyone live forever, and, mm-hmm. and, and those, so just trying to process that information. Ryan, can I bring you in? Do you know about the, the hogging, and has, has Jeff ever kissed you? <laughs> Definitely not. No? Definitely not. Definitely not. No, he doesn't like Villa fans. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't know, actually. I don't think I would ever have known that he wasn't a hugger. To me, Jeff was very much a man's man. Yeah. And you could tell the generation difference between Jeff and me. And and I could even tell the generation difference between my own own dad and and people who I knew of that sort of generation. But I think when it, it sort of... Uh, dawned on me that Jeff wasn't that type of person that would show that emotion to you as a person was when we did the very first golf day um, and I actually I don't know if he did go out of his way to actually do this but I remember him coming up to me probably I don't know three quarters of the way through the night bearing in mind he'd probably had a skin full of Carlin at the same time <laughs> and actually shaking my hand you could see it was all there was almost something there that that was that really wanted to come out, yeah. but it didn't come out. Felt but was, you yeah. knew what what he meant. You know, Jeff said there he, he was a doer, and and you know for the for all the years that myself and Amy have been together, both before marriage and and since we've been married, that's absolutely right. Jeff is a doer; He'd do anything for absolutely anyone. And I think that's where can you give me a hug? <laughs> I'll give you oh no I've already done that sorry but um, Jeff is very much that person that he wanted to if he could reach in and take all of that pain away yeah. and take it himself he's that sort of person he would do that you know not necessarily I don't I don't think myself and Amy or I can't speak on behalf of Amy but from her father perspective I didn't really need the hugging type thing from Jeff yeah I know he's my father-in-law but that doesn't. It, it wasn't for me. It was more the fact I knew. Yeah, the I knew comes it was in there. Ways, yeah, yeah, there's so, different support yeah. in different ways, and you do. You have the the people that are the huggers, the you know the physical mm. sort of support and stuff, and then you have the people that you know give you that emotional support. Mm. Don't have to say a lot, but just speak being, speak with their actions more so than with their words. It, sometimes it's just being there, isn't it? Just being absolutely. To and it's not as if to. I don't come. I come from a large, yeah. very close knit family who do hug. But I don't know whether it was that thing I was told when I was 10. You're the man of the house now. You're going to make sure everything's okay. So it wasn't the right thing. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
fly really hard. Um, yeah. Amy's youngest, and uh, Amy, Ryan's youngest daughter, uh, Bobby, um, she was in bed the other night, and um, we have this thing that I don't kiss them, but we shake hands and we shake hands violently. And we, we have the... No, it's not, it's not, let's just put a disclaimer in there very quickly. It's not um, abuse, then. shall we say. It's the wrong thing. Not, not violently, yeah. so, so we shake hands and we make their shoulders wobble. And I always say, uh, shake the hand that shook the world. I think it's something from John L. Sullivan, the Irish okay. boxer. I think he said something like that. Or Rocky Marciano, somebody said it. Right. And my granddad said that to me. Okay. Every time he shook your hand, it was shake the hand that shook the world. Right, okay. So when they're in bed, we shake hands and we make their shoulders wobble. And we do it vigorously. Um, and this night, I read her a story and I kissed her. And she said, granddad, why did you kiss me? I said, oh, just to say goodnight, I love you. And she said, no, no, you should say shake the hand that shook the world. <laughs> What advice would you give to grandparents who are listening and to watching this, who are just going through this process and they're supporting their family? And, you know, where do you start with that? I think they have to support in any way, shape that they can, any way that they're comfortable with. And for me, kissing and hugging wasn't comfortable. And I think that that is quite... Talking to granddads, it is quite a generational thing. You know, I'm 70, and that didn't happen in my day. The fact that, you know... Children weren't told that parents had died. You weren't certainly involved in in, in any funerals. There was no closure. Uh, I think that's again a, a generational thing. But like you say, you're there with the, with the practical side of things, and obviously that's needed. You know, that's um... yeah, that, that's how I engage. And I think yeah. Ryan was the same. I think when when Livy died, Ryan threw himself into the golf day. Livy died in the February. By the April, he'd organised a, a golf day yeah. involving a couple of hundred people raising, you know, That's substantial right, yeah. amount of money. Um, yeah, which we spoke about last week. And yeah. you went to Germany, wasn't it? And then stayed, I think, w- w- with you for a couple of with weeks. stayed for it? a few weeks, yeah. I mean, that was us yeah. offering that practical support. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know. But if my family are listening to this, it's nothing to do with my family. My family are very close, close-knit. Got a lot of disclaimers tonight, haven't we? Got, got a huge, big family. Again, it is a disclaimer. And if they ever listen, but they all hug and kiss. Just, You're going to get so many it. hugs off your family. I'm going to hug you on the way out. I'm going to hug you now. No, I, I wouldn't do it. I just, Bear I, hug. I, I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. Nathan, sorry, we've, we've, we've not been ignoring you. That's why uh, I've been, it's been great listening to it, to, to, to Jeff's point of view on it all, though, yeah. you know, because it's um, obviously an, a, a recently new thing that we're all going through and, and you know, my dad as well. So it's it's good to hear that perspective. And, and I think, like Jeff said, you know, it is a double whammy. I can see that absolutely for grandparents. And, you know, it goes back to the natural order of things as well, doesn't it? You know, as a, yeah. as a father, you don't expect to... to see the loss of a child so for so Nathan was our guest on the very first episode of this series series three if you would like to listen to the whole episode there but um, Nathan and soon to be wife it's next year isn't it Flick that's right and you already have Leo yeah and um, so it was was it May was it early it was this year wasn't it it was it was six months ago um, on on Friday actually so yeah it was was six months on now six months ago on Friday um, that you lost Carter and you're having the getting married in the same church where um has been laid to rest yeah well yeah so carter's ashes yeah that that's that's where he is and um so yeah it'll be a nice day for us to uh to still have both boys at the at the wedding as we as we planned um so yeah yeah I think that's beautiful yeah no it's, mm-hmm. it's really nice for us 
so those those family support networks and from that grandparents perspective what's your what's your experience yeah i mean well the support's been overwhelmingly positive obviously as you would imagine um i mean my parents are an hour and a half away um flick's dad uh, and and stepmom about sort of 20 minutes away her mum is is living in new zealand so you know it's quite a difference there um but every everyone obviously has reached out and been incredibly supportive but but like anything it's I imagine, and it was the same, uh, obviously Jeff was saying he went down the practical route of things. None of those guys really got the opportunity to do that because we very much wanted to take control of everything that was happening with Carter. Um, even from the get-go when, you know, they said the hospital could sort all the arrangements for us, we said no because we had in our mind we wanted Carter to be laid to rest at a church of our choosing. We wanted yeah. it to happen uh, in a in a quicker timeline than the hospital would be able to do it, so so they couldn't really help us on on that front because we just wanted to do that. But you know, it's just it's just knowing they're there and and there as a support as and when we we needed to lean on them. Um, but as I said, and, and like Jeff said, it, it must be a tough one because the, the timeline's all wrong, isn't it? You don't expect to lose a child. You certainly don't expect to lose uh, a, a great grand or a grandchild or even a, a, yeah. a great grandchild before before yourself. So you know, it's, I'm sure it's been awful for all of those all those guys and I know sort of my mum and dad uh, have been incredibly upset through it all um, I think seeing the amount of pain and struggle that I've been under and that Flick's been under because um, you know again they, they, they're kind of helpless to, mm. to help you um, and I think they were quite relieved to know that we had such a good network of support around us in terms of you know, friends reaching out to say, look, if you need us, we're here but also our involvement with the Lily May Foundation um, knowing we were getting kind of that more professional structured support they, that was a relief to them yeah. as well that you knowing that you're in the right hands do you know what i mean yeah absolutely um so but yeah in terms of like my dad uh, similar to jeff in that he's not the most uh, emotional man not the most i'm gonna call it tactile man um <laughs> whereas i am i'm very touchy feely you know my, my dad's oh. not my dad's not really like that he's um, jeff just moved away from you <laughs> he's been touching me under the table on my knee so i just keep i was keeping that to myself because he's getting a very bad rep tonight um no it, it, but he's not you know he, don't get me wrong he's loving yeah. um and supportive he's been incredibly he used to frame me all over the country to play football and um you know he's he's been my role model and hero for for, for my entire life but you know, he's not an emotional man. So there's an um, element of that old schoolishness slightly there too, but yeah, maybe just, a different scale. Just, uh, yeah, so yeah, he'd hug me, you know, he, he wasn't a big kisser. Uh, I remember we once accidentally did kiss uh, and, and, and caught lips and it was one of the worst experiences <laughs> in my entire life. Like the I have literally nearly just spat my drink yeah, out oh. when you said that. Like, honestly, he's not going to like that. I've told this story, but it was, I don't even know how old I was, but I just remember thinking that's grim and we're not doing that anymore. Dad. There's no chance we've been getting close to that happening again. Is it a disclaimer coming here yeah. Dad. Yeah, it's not a weird story, I promise. Um, uh, but no, so, but he, you know, he never really did. Yeah. Um, probably why that one went wrong because we weren't used to doing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, it was a, a part on the back the, and a, the alignment wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it was. But because it was a part on the back and a well done and, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas, so me with, with Leo, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm, you know, smothering with kisses and. And I, I said to Flick today, actually, Leo started referring to me as dad today. And I said, oh, hang on, boy, you, you know, you've just turned three. There's no chance daddy. that's on. It's daddy right now. And it's daddy for a long time oh, still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm really kind of. But I have noticed a change in my, my dad. And I was saying that before we started that. He's moved since from, the loss. Since the, well, I, yeah, since I'd say since, not since the loss, but 
perhaps since the arrival of, of Leo, actually, just okay. that he's, he's softened a little. He, he, he also says it's his age and, he, you know, he's getting a little bit older now. Maybe that's to blame for it. But, but I do wonder, is it is the arrival of a grandchild that softened him even further? And he's, and he's brilliant with children um, as well. So he loves Leo and, and loves interacting with him. And I, and I just think... You know, that's been part of it for him. So I've seen a much softer side to him. Uh, and again, he is. He will give you a big hug these days and, and, he, and he wants to do that. And, um, and, and with Leo, he's, he's really kind of hands-on, so, which is nice. And yeah, it's, it's, it must be awful. I mean, can you, can you imagine being so powerless that you, can't, you couldn't help your, you know, your soon-to-be yeah. grandchild or your, your son or your daughter? I mean, mm. it's, it's awful, isn't it, that helplessness of it all? There's an, a lot of ex-military people who are now celebrity if you like you, you, you look at people like Ant Middleton Jason yeah. Fox you know people like this that do a lot for mental health certainly male mental health because they struggle as soon as they come out of that military background because everything is so rigidly you know controlled and then all of a sudden that control has just gone yeah. and they struggle with it it's routine and, isn't it and it's routine it, it is it's complete mm -hmm. and you see it with professional footballers or, or yeah. professional sports people not necessarily football rugby whatever it may be that they come out of the limelight and then all of a sudden they struggle yeah. because they haven't got that that bit of routine or they haven't got that little bit of control what what more can you yeah. say about it other than it, it must be awful for for everybody involved I, I hope i'll never be in a position like that where i have to kind of grieve the way i'm yeah. sure my parents have flick's parents have for for my son um, because it's just, it is the worst thing that can happen to you. There's no doubt about it. Ryan, let's, um, for anyone watching on Facebook at the minute, I think, Ryan, uh, what have you got for us? We do have a few comments, actually, and one of them's from Matt, who would be a, a regular. Unfortunately, his wife's not very well, so he's at home. Um, but he's basically come out and said, um, he said it before, that his, his old man, or his dad, would talk to a wall for a conversation, but it's the first <laughs> time he didn't actually know what to say. I.e. to Matt, yeah, and, I, I, yeah. and I do know actually that Matt and his dad have got a really, really, really good relationship, and for his dad to not be able to mm. to know what words to 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 say to him is is a big thing, and I know Matt has obviously spoken about that in the past as well. Um, Cheers, and um, Nicola has said, um, I see the same with uh, my dad. So obviously Nicola meaning her dad. Um, I think it's the men of today showing. Uh, grandparents that it's okay to show affection to grandchildren so obviously where we we're talking about the grandchildren and stuff like that that there is actually a lot I think grandparents probably learn from the modern day man shall we say because like you know you're saying there um, Nath about you yeah. know peppering Leo with kisses and things like that I do think grandparents see it and whilst it's it's um, whilst it's not something that they would do themselves I think they probably accept I wouldn't say accept is the right word because I don't think they're accepting anything, but I think they probably look at it and that is part of probably the softening process, if you like. But there is a yeah. huge difference in generation. But I mean, it's, it's so obvious. Is that something you agree with, Jeff? Like, yep. Yeah, massively. Yeah. What have you learned off Ryan? Come on. What have I learned off Ryan? Well, I'm grateful for Ryan and Amy for setting up the foundation because yeah. that's been a support for me because I've been able to throw myself into that. Yeah, and give yeah. Lily her time through the foundation. And the support groups as well that you mentioned right at the start. You know, too, this, yeah. The same sort of time that I give my other grandkids. Yeah. You know, all those hours spent watching them play football, all those hours you spent colouring, taking them to the theatre and stuff like yeah. that. Well, I've not been able to do that with Lily, but the foundation yeah. has given me that opportunity. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful. Although sometimes we moan about the amount of work that comes our way. It really has been a saviour for me. Yeah. It's been one positive way that we've been able to uh, help and support. 
Um, I have. I, I like that angle and, and that way of looking at it too, especially with, you know working so close with the family and obviously with the, with the charity and being able to offer that perspective as well. Because like we said, I hadn't even thought until Ryan mentioned it to get that grandparent perspective. That's that's something as I've said, I've learned so much about this the the three series that we've done, mm-hmm. and, all, and it was just another moment where I went, oh yeah, of course, and and the effects on the effects on that with um, your your you know we haven't spoke about your parents yet, Ryan, and no, we haven't. Um, and do you not want to? No, I don't, I, I don't mind talking about it. I don't particularly enjoy talking about it. Yeah. If I'm completely honest, I don't particularly enjoy it at all. If I'm if I'm <clears throat> really honest, I think for me, I was wrapped with guilt hmm. right from the start. I was wrapped with guilt, like what Jeff Jeff said. What you know, Nathan has said is the guilt of not being able to do anything to stop that devastating experience happening and ruining so many other people's lives at the same time as, as mm. our own. And I was wrapped with guilt right from the very start okay. because men back in 2010, when it happened to us and, it, you know, men's feelings and stuff weren't spoken about as much as they are today. And it was because um, I couldn't stop it. I wasn't in control. All the control had been taken away from me and that was the the sort of guilt that came that ate away at me for a, a very very long time until I went and and had the support that I needed to actually have to to enable me to move forward. Mm. In regard to the sort of uh, relationship with the parents with the, with the loss, I think what was apparent, I think right from the start, and I think is is probably quite normal for most most families at the right at the very start is that it seemed to bring everybody closer together Mm. but whether that closeness lasts for a significant period of time or as you move forward and stuff I think in in my case it brought us closer together but then inevitably we sort of went back to as we were right over a period of time my dad I think he's probably very similar to quite a lot of men really he wasn't a hugger as such I think he probably wanted to but wasn't a hugger again my dad took me all over the country when I was playing football he'd take me to you know he took me to my first football match at the villa when I was however old I was taking me to you know things like that and that was the sort of thing my dad did for me it was it was that it was the material things you know take you to the football or do this or do that but wasn't the hugger if you like I think there's um there's a lot of guys I mean my whole relationship my my parents split up when I was was nine so my relationship with my dad was football and my parents split up when I was 14 as well obviously I realized that not every family is going to have that that closeness I think that's why it's important to hear also from you know the the more turbulent relationships and it was something really interesting that you said actually I'd like to pick up on was that that time scale because it was that oh is this you know it has this this tragedy but if there's something to come out of it has it brought people closer and the family closer so I'm, I'm wary there'll be a lot of you know people that might not have the grandparents around and is this something you if people want to reach out to the the foundation that you can if they don't have these these resources and maybe this this extended family that this is where you can come in and, and speak to people through the foundation maybe from from your role yes so we, we do have those conversations and I've, I've had lots of conversations with granddads and they were predominantly through the, the dads and granddads group that uh, we now need to get back on track now that we can uh, all meet face to face because it was something that we had in common you know like the support groups it, it was something that we all had in common. We all belonged to this horrible club that we don't want to, and we've all shared the same emotions and the same, 
emotional roller coaster. There was one time I nearly hugged Damien Ryan, and that was on the day that it happened. So uh, they dropped uh, Alfie off us um, because Amy hadn't felt any movement, and it was a Friday afternoon, um, well, Friday evening, and dropped Alfie off uh, with us, and uh, we're going to the, the hospital just for a checkup. And they were laughing and joking as they drove off, uh, saying, see you in half an hour, this is one of these other false alarms. Yeah. And then we got the phone call. I don't know if I took the phone call. It might have been my wife who had taken the phone call to say what was happening. And I remember my first reaction was, we need to get to the hospital as quickly as we can. But we had Alfie. So then we had to obviously get a babysitter. We didn't feel it appropriate at 6, 7 o'clock at night to take Alfie to the hospital to, to see Amy and Ryan. Yeah. Uh, so we organised a babysitter to come to our house to look after him. Then we went to the hospital. And then we heard the devastating news of what had happened. And as a family, I think uh, Ryan's mum and dad were there. Uh, we were there. Some of the friends had gathered at the hospital. And Amy and Ryan were in front of us, perhaps about five or six yards in front of us. And I heard them say to each other as they walked out, we need to stop this happening to other people. We're going to do something. Well, there's something like. Mm. And that was the birth of the foundation. Uh, and it was yeah. that same a couple of hours after wow, they'd been so told that yeah. they'd lost her. And that was one occasion where you wanted to run up and sweep them both up. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't, and I should have done. But I can't because I'm embarrassed. That sticks in my mind. It just, exactly, I, could, I can picture them now walking down the corridor and we were, you know, five yards behind them, the, mm. all the family, and they just turned to each other and said, we're going to do something. We're going to actually support other people. And that's how the foundation started. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, really emotional. But uh, I couldn't react even then. I just went along with it and said, I'll support you in whatever way, shape or form you want to do. Which is brilliant. Yeah, and you have, haven't you? And you continue to do so. You, you know, yeah, but anybody would, wouldn't they? Of anybody course. Um, Christmas time. We mentioned this briefly um, last week. Uh, we did a whole episode on it in series one about those pertinent dates. I know it's the, obviously it's the first, it's the first year. So how are you, how are you feeling right now within, in the lead up to Christmas and that uh, emotional roller coaster of this time of year, if you don't mind speaking on that. Yeah, no, of course. It's, uh... Sorry, let me try again. Get my microphone up. I'm not even doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Happy to uh, to speak about it. It's um, it's a strange one, really, Dan, because as you say, it's a bit of an unknown with it being the first time. But and I, and I'm currently in teacher mode. So I'm still trying to get through the next two weeks. Mm. But I think when everything stops and slows down then it's going to come even more to the forefront of my mind. But I, I know that, we, you know, Flick and I have already spoken about Christmas and, and Flick's already arranged for some flowers for us to, to go and put on, um, you know, where, where Carter's ashes are. And, and we've kind of arranged our days so that we'll have the morning at home, you know, as a family unit before we then go off to see my parents on, on Christmas Day and then we'll be back for Boxing Day to see, to see Flick's dad and the family there. Um, so we've already kind of arranged our day to know that we're going to be able to spend some time with Carter and, and you know, take Leo down there. And as I've said before on this podcast, you know, he, he knows where he is when he goes there and he knows why we go there. So it's, it's, that's yeah. emotional in itself. How old is Leo again? He's just turned three, Danny. Right. Yeah, he was, he was three on Friday. So, uh, yeah. Is he uh, excited? Is he, is he on oh, Christmas? You, you should have seen him come down and, and see his presents, Danny. It, it was, oh, it, yes. I mean, it's glorious. You know, it was just, you can't, I can't yeah. explain how happy you are when you see yeah. that much 
joy on your child's face, you know. So, so that was a great, great morning and a great day. It's been a lovely birthday weekend for him. Nice. Um, but yeah, as for how I'm feeling leading up to it, I think it's going to be tough because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, all through that, that day, that Christmas day and that festive period, unfortunately, it will be a reminder of plans that we had, what we anticipated it would be like, but what it's not like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really tricky. And, but what I don't want it to be is tricky for other people because, again, you yeah. know, we've talked about the elephant in the room on this and you guys did that way before I started joining you on these these chats. And uh, But it, w- it will be a potential elephant in the room for us as a family yeah. and I don't want it to be because I don't want anybody to feel that they need to yeah. tread on eggshells around us uh, or, or feel that there's a you know something hanging over the, the kind of festivities, if you like, because there isn't. It's, it's going to be there in the background throughout that period of time. But... Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I hope that what I'll do is, is use that time at Christmas to kind of reflect on how fortunate we were again, actually, to, to have Carter for the time that we did. Because as I said last time, there are parents who, who don't get the, their child to arrive in the way that Carter did for us. Yeah. Um, so we've got to reflect on the, the, the positivity of that, yeah. albeit it was tough. Um, and, you know, I think for us, this year has been, been a pretty awful year, all told. And, and actually moving through Christmas towards the new year. Yeah. Again, that's something for us to be positive about moving towards our wedding, brand new year, yeah. you know, fresh, fresh goals, fresh, fresh, uh, fresh dreams for us all as a family, really. And, and move forward with, with Carter very much part of our family unit. He'll never be, be forgotten. So, yeah, a tough period of time, but I hope that we can move through it with, with kind of positive things to, to kind of look forward to. I'm, I'm sure you will. I think that's a, that's a great mindset. When is the when is the wedding? Uh, Dan, don't put me on the spot for the exact date. Uh, oh, have you not confirmed it yet? Yeah, no, we have. It's in August. Oh, and right, okay. I'm going to say that it's the 6th of August. That, that better be a Saturday. Um, right. But it's been moved to the corresponding Saturday in August. Okay. I'm going to be in so much trouble if that's wrong. Do you know that? Um, Please be wrong. So that, <laughs> hopefully, Flick's not watching now. And then what you can do, Dan, is you can just cut that bit from the bit that goes on there on Spotify and stuff like that. So um, I might make great. this. I might make this. It's own little segment. It's a, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Should I be fortunate enough to, to support you guys on, on another season? I think what needs to happen prior to starting is that just anything key like that. <laughs> that needs that needs writing down before we start, just just in case, because we've got to stick together on these kind of things, lads. It's not. Yeah, we 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 can and we do. I think it's just important to remember, you know, things like you know when you get married and your own birthday dates and things it's like crucial, that. It? Tends to help, really. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's crucial, isn't it? Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I think you know, going back, I know we've just joking a little bit, but I think that mindset and the way you've already talked about. The way, with the tragedy and obviously that will always be there and such a huge part of you know the rest of your life but that mindset and the way that I've already seen you and your family planning out next year and the way that you, you're looking to attack it and move forward mm. I mean you need you need to do that don't I, you? I think you do but I, I, I also though I'm not blind to the fact that that's that's how I want to do it yeah it doesn't mean that's how I'm going to do it you know I, I, that, that's the that's the goal but it, you know I might I might be there might be a day over that festive period where I'm crippled with sadness and I, and I don't know what to do with myself you know but I, I'm hoping that won't be the case yeah. and, and if it is then I know that I've got support around me to help me through that what I mean so is that those emotional ups and downs but just having you know the emotional intelligence to know that you are going to feel that and the fact you're yeah. already wary and acknowledging that so yeah. you're going to be able to deal with it and you've got your family and, and yeah so. absolutely yeah and I think it's like I say I, you know it's really kind of you to say about how how things you know appear and how strong we seem and that's and we are we, we've done really well but it's again yeah. you, you are up and down all the time of course, uh, you, of course you are but I think it's again if there's anyone at a similar place in their journey to, to me and to us 
then hopefully that's that's good for them to hear that actually you know whilst I might be able to talk about it that for me is actually helping me and that's that's part of the reason I've been doing it because I find this really helpful you know it's it's an outlet for me to continue to move through things and the whole reason that you know Ryan suggested that we we start this it's mm. getting those emotions out and and those difficult conversations that may not feel you know something that you want to do at the time but and that's been a recurring theme yeah. on this podcast again too so well, in, interestingly yeah. as well just one last thing i was going to say and, and just, only because you've just mentioned that then was uh, when when i did the first i told my mum and dad i was going to come on the, the podcast and and they sort of said you know you're going to be okay sort of thing i said yeah no, i think i'll be fine yeah and then after i'd done it i sort of said to them you know have you listened to it yet and uh and my mum sort of said no no not yet no and I think, again, you know, going back to the, the kind of impact yeah. on grandparents, yeah. I think they didn't want to revisit the yeah. pain of it again. But I, but I said to them, so look, you, you, need, you need to listen, and, and not because I want you to hear me talking through the story again, but yeah. I think you need to hear that we're all right, other than me telling you that we're all right. Have, have they? Have they listened they to it They have listened to it now, yeah. And yeah. Um, I th- yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd have had a tear again mm. uh, listening to it. But I think it'll be a reassurance to them. And I also think they'd, they'd be happy to see that I'm able to talk about it. So I think it's been a relief for them and, and perhaps a good tool. You know, you were talking about the resources available to yeah. grandparents. And this, although it's not specific to them, it's, it's a good resource for them too to, to listen to the podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, with the foundation, so when you're, you're, you're talking to families and they're coming up to this, these pertinent dates, and I'm wary that obviously not everyone will be celebrating Christmas, but whatever a pertinent date is, and it's the first time that that date is going to happen, um, what sort of, um, and obviously I get there's the nuances between the different personalities, but the sort of things that you might speak about to, when you're talking to families um, through the foundation coming up to it and you know dealing with a, the first time it doesn't matter whether it's christmas mm. birthday father's day mother's day you know all of these different dates are all pertinent for one reason and, and nine times out of ten the first one is the worst one yeah one thing i found myself was the very first christmas was was very very hard for me personally because I was sat there and i'd see alfie opening his presents and there was she was missing you know, she was just missing and I just really, really struggled big time with it. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to, to accept that this was going to be our sort of new norm um, as we were moving forwards. Um, I remember Amy saying last week, actually, that going to the cemetery on Christmas Day yeah, yeah. was very much, a, oh, God, this, this is... This is our life now. It's that new normal is yeah. the phrase that this is our new lot. normal. Yeah. We're gonna be doing this every single year. Yeah. And I remember the one year we went on Christmas Eve and this um, I think this just typifies men in general. I hated the fact that we'd gone on Christmas Eve because I was used right. to going on Christmas Day. <laughs> it was like oh, yeah. whoa like you, you're bamboozling me here. We need okay. to go on Christmas day because that's what we've been doing. And <laughs> that was my, my sort of thing. And we went on the Christmas Eve and I, I know the reason why we went on the Christmas Eve is because we were away on the Christmas day and it was difficult for, again, to be able to accept that. Yeah. But having said that, um, I think the, the overall sort of message that I tend to say to people for the first is don't suffer in silence and actually be open with how you're feeling whether you speak to a mate, whether you speak to a family member, whether you speak to a complete and utter stranger in the street, it's just about acknowledging that it's okay to not be okay and, and, and you know, speak, speak out because you're not doing yourself any favours by, you know, 
hibernating within your own feelings and not saying anything and even if you go and speak to the mirror and you're speaking to somebody that's the other side of the mirror which is obviously yourself but you're still able to get it out and it's getting it out rather than letting it eat away at you stuff does that sounds i've done it yeah have we all spoke to to yourself in the mirror Jeff's hugged himself yeah, in the mirror. You kissed yourself in the mirror, Jeff. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think, absolutely. wasn't quite sure the first time, so just have to just make sure. <laughs> and that's the thing, is that a lot of people, you know, down tools over festive season yeah. or, you know, and what have you. And, you know, this is a choice we made, is that we're going to support people. So we do put posts out on Christmas Day. I'll be completely honest, a lot of them are scheduled to go out on Christmas Day. I don't but think anyone's going to get angry about that. No, no, no. But I mean, if if somebody was in a position by where they really genuinely did need to yeah. speak to somebody, we are, we're there. That's the, the life we've chosen. I'll be honest, I'd much rather choose that life than going back into teaching. But having said that, that's why we're there. That's what we do. Whether it's a grandparent, whether it's myself, whether it's Amy, whether it's another trustee, whoever it may be, there's somebody that is there, even if it's just that one word or that one sentence, mm. or it's just, I think, a lot of people knowing that there is the support there at, at the time yeah. that they need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that pretty much wraps up the um, the episode for today. Just bearing in, in mind, it's our last one of the series and the last one before Christmas so we will be back in the new year what we would like to uh, to ask is if anyone whether it's yourself or if you know someone might be interested in maybe taking part or coming on next year it doesn't have to be right now it can be whenever so yeah yep. just um, just get in touch through the, the Facebook page or social media and we'll get you off for next year Ryan I think you've got a nice lengthy comment there well, we have got a really lengthy comment I'm sat too far away from it so I'm going to have to bring it a little bit closer <laughs> <laughs> Nicola, well done to all of you for what you're doing for dads. If anything, this teaches us is the impact of what we do now can impact the future as a mum of boys addressing and facing men's mental health and allowing it to feel okay is absolutely inspirational. And I hope one day all men can feel comfortable and happy to speak as they feel. Thank you all very much. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. I, I have one saving grace. I'm not superstitious. Or what I do every night is when I have a wash, I have a wash every night, would you believe? I splash my face seven times. Lily died on the 7th of February. And right. that's me saying yeah. hello and good night to her. It's a routine. Just, yeah, it's Not a superstition. Routine. It's, it's a routine. A routine. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. I've never, ever done it before. And that's my... When did you start doing that? Not long after we lost her. Yeah. Did so, you just find it, you were just suddenly doing it and then it's yeah. like, oh, this is a thing now? Yeah, and it's always seven times. That's I like that. I suppose that's my way of talking to, I guess. One way of, you know, recognising, I don't know. It's, it's strange, and I have to do it every night. This is why you look so fresh and young for a 70-year-old as well, Jeff. Well, having a wash. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> splashing my, I'm splashing my face Splash. seven trying times. To, trying to pay him a compliment there. I didn't want that, did he? Don't <laughs> hug, don't kiss, don't receive compliments. <laughs> just be straight down the line. <laughs> just <laughs> stare. <laughs> well, well, listen, uh, I'm so really joking. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. You've been really insightful. And, um, and, and also, while, while we're here, actually, because I've had a case of mistaken identity for about um, two years now... <laughs> So I just want to clear this up before we go. <laughs> I thought you were the um, was the guy in the family not long after I met you guys who came over at the dinner and golf set that DJ set was doing. Uh, was it two years ago? And started um, berating me for not playing Bon Jovi. 
Um, I want Bon Jovi always. <laughs> and I didn't have it. And I thought it was you. Um, it turns out it was, uh, it was Ryan's stepdad. So um, when Ryan said that you were coming on to the podcast tonight and our Jeff's coming on, I replied to uh-huh. Ryan saying, as long as he doesn't call me shit and ask for Bon Jovi. <laughs> I would never ask anybody. He hasn't said he won't do the first part. <laughs> it's, the wrong, it's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, he's told me the first part. He slipped me a note under the table. <laughs> So um, that's, what, oh, that's what was happening when he touched my leg. He was so, yeah. that's what that was. so yeah, so I've been carrying that around with me for about a year and a half, two years. You can let it go I now. Okay. I know. Well, you know, it's just like we say, it's good to talk. And on that note, um, <laughs> we'd like to wish everybody a uh, very merry Christmas and a healthy, prosperous New Year. We will be back with Series Four. It's been a year. We want to keep doing this, and we uh, we love hearing from you. And that doesn't mean that you necessarily need to reach out and get in touch if you just enjoy just watching or, or listening, reading the comments, or just dipping out to the occasional episode. Uh, we really appreciate that. We'd love to hear from you if you would like to come on. And we will be back. Are we back in January or we're going to come back in February, Ryan? Should we do the middle of January? Yeah, we'll be back from the, around about the middle of January, end of January time. We've got a bit of planning to do, but as soon as we've got that sorted, we'll yes. be up. Yeah, we have indeed. So uh, listen, um, have a happy new year and all of that. Take care, everyone. Thank you very much, Jeff, for coming on. Nathan, Ellis, uh, thank you for coming on. And Ryan, to you and Amy and uh, the rest of the family, happy Christmas, happy new year. And to everyone watching, take care of yourselves. Good night.